Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Conversations Podcast. We just got started and Allison's already laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) It's your like announcer voice. I can't help it. You give me a microphone and I turn on my preacher voice. (laughs) And then also I can hear my voice. And so I have fun, like, listening. Like, ooh, that sounds good. Buttery smooth. <laughs> but you know what? Most of the feedback that we get on our voices is your voice. Yeah. When One time when I was uh, 14 years old, mm-hmm. I was at a, like, I was hanging out with some girlfriends. And one of the girls had a crush on a boy that I had never met before. And so we were, like, you know, doing, like, phone calls to him. Nice. And I know this guy now, so if he listens to this podcast, he'll probably laugh at this. Um, but Does we're, he know that this happened? Yes, oh, okay. yes, yes. Gotcha. But we were 14, so maybe he would forget it because he was younger. He was like 12 or 13. And I got on the phone and I was talking to him because my friend liked him. My best friend liked him. And I was like, tell me about yourself. Like, what's your name? What, you know. Did every you pretend good. to be her? Certainly not. Oh, okay. And then all the girls that were at the sleepover talked to him, and he was like, I want to talk to that, the the girl who talked to me first. She has a really nice voice. Oh. oh. Did your friend feel bad? She was so mad at me. I'm sure she was. Yep. And that boy is, you know, <laughs> just, what do you know at 14? You, know? you just You have no idea that there's hearts <laughs> hanging in the balance of some 14-year-old girl. I've never told you that story. I mean, never want to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't That's that funny. <laughs> well, what's happening in your world? Catch us up on your week and what's going down in your heart. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think if we did anything really exciting this week. I, I did a lot of, uh, we did a lot of meetings this week for our Advent series. Yeah. It's coming up in December. Mm-hmm. Uh we're Legacy doing, Nashville. Yeah. What, what? Yeah, so we're we're doing um, a very, well, all of the, like, print material and the promotional stuff is not traditional looking, but we're doing a pretty traditional Advent series throughout the month of December, so I'm kind of leading the charge on that, so I did a lot of, like, um, meetings in regards to that, which is life because it's all about Christmas. So I like obviously get in elf mode and like turn on the Christmas tree and play the Christmas music and light all the Christmas candles. So we have a Christmas tree up (laughs) in our living room right now (laughs) because I'm that lady and it's okay. You can send me hate mail about putting up my Christmas tree before Thanksgiving, but that's just because you don't want to be in your holiday spirit for Six getting weeks, your like I want. Spirit, <laughs> yeah. I, I want getting your holiday spirit. I want to be in my holiday spirit for at least eight weeks. I honestly, I've never <laughs> been one for a holiday spirit, you guys. Um, I mean, I've always enjoyed Christmas. I like the food. I love yes. the gifts. Um, when it snows, that's awesome. I'm from Kentucky, so we would always sled. Yes, and that was cool. Um, but since then, I've just never really. <laughs> I mean, all these years of me living on my own prior to meeting you, I never once had a Christmas tree. <laughs> I never decorated for Christmas, lit Christmas this is candles. the saddest thing I've ever heard. 
just but this year the christmas tree went up early because of isaiah so yeah and isaiah had he had a blast yeah so anything going on in the world that you that you've been listening to looking at having fun oh you want to know you're gonna laugh at me that i've been having fun following this okay so we love gary v oh yeah gary v yeah and he put out those shoes those k-swiss shoes yeah he sure did (laughs) have you been following that what the heck? <laughs> I have on Twitter because I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, for some reason, just the hype on those shoes. Because it's I mean, I'm real. not I'm not gonna lie, yeah. they are not that cute. No. Okay, they're not that good. I wouldn't wear them. Yeah, but that's not what it's about. Right. But everybody's going so crazy over it. Like it has consumed my Twitter feed. And I am loving every second of all of the eBay resells. And then mostly I'm loving his genuine excitement. Yeah, he's stoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was cool. I so. I mean, so we like Gary V. Um <laughs> So a little background on that. I, I've actually been following Gary V for six years. Six years. That's like as long as we've been together. Yeah, I have. I've been, I actually began following him before we got together. Hmm. So yeah, six plus years. You kept him away from me for all those years. I did. Um, <laughs> not intentionally. But I came across him on YouTube back when he was doing Wine Library TV. Yes. And it was the most entertaining thing. This guy would drink four bottles of wine. He wouldn't swallow any of the right, wine. It's right. not like he, he was getting wasted. He would try them and then describe And then he would describe them. it. So we would, yeah, we would watch Gary Vee try wine and then talk about it. And it was so funny. He's funny. He is funny. He's a funny guy. He's funny. So we enjoy that. Yep. And then I've read several of his books. So, yeah, we can include a link. If you've never heard of him before, prepare yourself if you're interested in what our topic is today, then he will be very helpful Yes, uh, to you. But before we get into our topic, what about you? What's been going on in your week, in the world that has excited you, or yeah, anything um, you're thinking about? Well, Jaden Smith dropped a new album. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Is he like, he shaved his head. Yep, yep. But, you know, that's like major inspo for me right now because yeah. I've been thinking about buzzing my head. <gasps> really? I sure have. Yeah, oh I've been gosh. thinking about that quite a bit. I think that would look amazing. You should do it. Because um, then reasons. I could do it too we, with you. Yeah, we could do it together. We could do <laughs> dual buzz cuts. Couldn't. That, we can't do that. That would be dope. I know. That it, would be It'd so be almost dope. too intense. I, I say we should do that. <laughs> dual buzz cuts. We'll do an Insta poll. Okay. Insta poll, <laughs> dual buzz cuts. I, I mean, I, I would love to do it. Uh, I thought about it for two reasons. One, I'm like, man, I just, I don't know. I'm vibing on that. Looks I think cool. it would look so good. Not because of Jaden Smith, but just in general. I've seen some people with buzz cuts. I'm like, that looks cool. I think I'd like to do that. But secondly, man, my haircuts are expensive. They are. They're expensive. They're and expensive. I go to the barber like every two weeks because I gotta go. I, I, I feel like I got to look good. I'm on, I'm on stage. I'm under lights. And I know it's not like it's thousands of people, but I'm a leader. I'm a pastor. I'm a, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I want to look respectable. Yeah. I want to look, look like good. you care. Yeah. I want to bring my best. Not like you have two kids that are infants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which sometimes makes you look tough. like you got hit by a bus. <laughs> Which is tough. Aside from that, I did a I did a lot of meetings uh, this week as well. Um, 
I feel like it was a busy week. It was like it was stacked good. week. It but was it a good was week. So good. Sermon prep um, prepared for today. Uh, we are in the process right now of talking about gratitude. Yeah. At Legacy and um, really enjoyed that. Super enjoying that. Today's today's message was. It was fun to over share. Over the top. It was so fun to share. And if you guys get a chance, listen to it over on the podcast. I would like to thank a few people uh, for contributing uh, to my content. Uh, Brene Brown yes. made an appearance. Yes. Um, she's my shero. Yeah, she's she's pretty great. And uh, she personally didn't make an appearance, let's clarify. <laughs> but I read some of her book out loud, uh, which was great. Uh, but primarily Stephen Furtick. Mm. Um as we have been talking about gratitude, yeah. I have borrowed so much content from him because it's uh, so good. It's one of their co- it's one of their their values. Yeah, uh, one of their values and their code is uh, we will not take this for granted. Mm. And so they talk a lot about gratitude, and one of our friends, uh, Brennan Gass, yeah. is a campus pastor with Elevation Church, the first woman campus pastor for Elevation, which is like. It's awesome. Goals. I love that. It's incredible. And she's in Asheville, North Carolina, Elevation Asheville. And um, she has been uh, sharing with me some insight on Elevation's code, which has been great. So if you're a church planter and you don't know about that, check it out. It's super inspirational. And it's important that if you're looking at Elevation thinking that, man, I'd love to build something like that, you really don't need to be looking at what they're doing on their live stream you should be more so looking at their values. Absolutely. It would be very hard as a church planner to mimic uh, what they do 12 years in. But what you can look at, be inspired by, and to some sense replicate is their value system. So we've been trying to look into that a little bit, talk about gratitude around the holiday season, Thanksgiving. Yep. And and that's been good. Um, I've, I've listened to a ton of podcasts. I've... Overall, it's just, you know, it's been a good week. Good. Been a good week. Anything like just stirring in your heart, you thinking about inspired by this week? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's probably it. I just, I've, I've probably um, had my head down and totally. been more focused um, now more than ever. Um, I took some pictures this week with uh, Zach Ward. He's a new friend of ours. He just moved here from Maine. And um, great guy, young guy, incredible uh, dude, good photographer. And I joined in on one of his shoots uh, because he asked me if I would be willing to join in and be a part of a shoot that he did for a resistance band company, like a fitness photo shoot. So I jumped in on that, and uh, I was willing to be a part of that because I said, man, let's just let's do a shoot together. And then maybe if I can bring a few outfits and... And gather some content for social and so we've just been really preparing for 2018 talking through our dreams it's a good season it is. it's a good season so let's move on into our topic today today awesome. we're going to talk about social media Ooh. oh yeah <laughs> and what prompted this was a friend of ours, yep. Matt Swan, mm-hmm. uh, who recently just moved here as well from Reading. He sent me a DM on Instagram, and he suggested that we talk about social media. Mm. I think we've talked about social media before. I think we have. 
But let's talk about it again. Yes. First, could we start with some of the pros of of social media? What are the great things about social media, in your opinion? Memes. Memes, (laughs) yes. Memes are the (laughs) best. What's your favorite meme? I I mean, there are really so many, but most of my favorite memes involve uh, snapshots from the movie Mean Girls. (laughs) I don't... Okay, you're going to actually have to find... A file of those. I don't even know what that is. Uh, my favorite memes are the Willy Wonka memes <laughs> because those are the best, or um, the Kermit the Frog meme. Totes. None of my business, though. I love that. I love that. I even dropped that in a sermon a few weeks ago. It's none of my business, it. though. Because <laughs> everybody's on social media, so they know. They're like, I know this meme. Yeah, it's the best. It's so weird. Everybody's on social media, so you can make a literal reference to a meme in a sermon in a whole room. Everybody 300 knows. people get it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Memes are great. Social media is, um, everybody's on social media because social media is the current state of the internet. Right. You know, so if you're on the internet, you're on social media. What do you think are some other pros, some good things about social media? Um, connection. Community. Yes. 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 What about you? What do you think are some pros? Um, I think it's one of the best tools to be used to share the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. I think if the apostles, the original 12, were walking the earth today, they'd all have Facebook oh, accounts. Oh, yeah. And they'd all be u- utilizing it. They'd be, they'd be leveraging it to share the gospel, to share truth. I mean, I feel like Paul would have... Like a lecture series on a Facebook channel. Like oh yeah, he's, he'd know, do a Facebook live video. at least. You know, Tons once of a Facebook week. Yeah. Live. I mean, he'd just be going for it, sharing the gospel. So I feel like you know everything that you've said. Entertainment, obviously. Yeah. Entertainment. Um, an opportunity to disconnect, eject. Yeah. yeah. Inspiration. <clears throat> Even though you're still connected with technology, I, I feel like you know the phone for me sort of provides a reprieve if you will and yeah during certain moments of the day so to like kind of check out a bit and so I think there's that there's the connection element but I think for me the biggest pro is is the ability that we have to share the gospel yeah. the ability that we have to inspire people uh, encourage people lift people up and then also give people a glimpse into our lives yeah because it's I mean we're not living perfect lives right no one's perfect but we can at least model a life that's given to Jesus yeah. that can then inspire, motivate, and ultimately disciple people through social media. Yes, absolutely. <coughs> I agree. You know, and I think that you can disciple people before they're even saved. Absolutely. In the sense of you can begin to share Jesus, begin to share you know, how to live in a way that's honoring to Jesus, even before someone gets to know Jesus. And then that provokes them. They get curious. They want to know more. They're following you. They ask questions. They DM you. I mean, I just think there's a great opportunity for evangelism as well as inspiration with social media. So I think everybody should be on social media. Agreed. What about a social media fast, though? A social media fast? Yeah, have you ever done one of those? Uh, Yeah, I actually did this last month. Um, our, our team, our staff did kind of like some more intentional fasting and prayer. And I'm still in a season where I am breastfeeding an infant. And so I decided to use my fasting day for social media fasting. 
Yep. And um, for me, it it's it's a big. Um, I mean, it's a challenge, but also like it's an absolute reminder. It's a really great fast for me in this season because I can't necessarily fast a ton of food Mm -hmm. um, right now. And yeah, so I've done that before and I've really used it as a place of, you know, realigning my focus, but connecting with um, Jesus praying and and really just kind of unplugging so that Mm -hmm. I can plug in, you know, to the presence. That's great. I don't know if I've ever done a social media yeah. fast. Maybe I should. I mean, I, I feel like it is really um, freeing. Right. It's freeing. There's something like a tether, you know, about yeah. social media, right? Like yeah. there's something so like it just, it's got you on a leash. They can become like little idols <laughs> yeah. that we carry around in our pocket. I mean, how often have you left the house Oh my gosh! and then thought, Oh, I don't have my phone. Yeah, and what do you do? You literally turn the car back around. No matter how far away it is. No matter how loud the kids are screaming. Right. And you go in and get your phone. <laughs> because you need it. You just need it. It's become it. like a need. Today. I'm like, what happens? You know, because what I say is like, what happens if Lyle needs to get a hold of me? Right. Or like, really, I'm more so nervous that like something's going to happen on Instagram. and That you need to. You need to check out <laughs> that your friend's going to post something. Yeah. So uh, that's where you and I are different. Yeah. Because I don't really view social media as a means of connection. Right. Um, now, I'm starting to a little bit because I'm, you know, some of my friends that I don't get to see at all. And, um, you know, friends that we have overseas, people that we know, that I think is where the connection happens. But I don't primarily use social media for connection. So, like, oh, I mean... I use what pro- are you using it for? I use social media for communication. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I do want to connect with people, but also recognize that uh, for me to focus so much heart energy on social media as to connect with people in a deep and meaningful way uh, would be nearly impossible for me because the connection is not just quality enough. I love spending time with people face to face. I love sitting down with people. Um, I'd rather connect through FaceTime or a phone call, but I think I stay updated and I keep people updated on my life and and the events that are happening in my life and our family. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's more communication for me than it is connection. There is connection, but I think it's more communication. Yeah. So what, I mean, I guess with that, my next thought is what do you feel like the, the pitfalls of social media are? Totally. Totally. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> I think there is a lot of pitfalls. Um, I've always I've always said it like this, um, that my parents struggled with what we call today the prosperity gospel. Now I'm not saying my parents, right, 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 More as so individuals, like their, their generation, generation or their like our parents' generation. generation struggled with this idea that we call the prosperity gospel which what the prosperity gospel says is that you are as anointed as you are wealthy or you are as favored as you are rich right and there was a lot of like books written about it and just money the, like, was a symbol of swirl favor. right money was a symbol of anointing Money was a symbol of acceptance. And if you could make money, you got a microphone. 
in some sense of the word, I think so. Right. But today we don't so much struggle with the prosperity gospel. We struggle with the popularity gospel. And I think that what our generation is looking at is not unlike what our parents' generation was looking at as it came to money. Except we're not looking at finances first. Mm. We're looking at fame first. Yeah. Because we understand that finances follow fame. Mm. Money follows attention. And so our generation, it would seem as though our primary pursuit is to garner attention from the world. And I love what Rick Warren said. Rick said that what our generation wants is affection. But if we can't get your affection, then we'll settle for your attention. Right. So I think that we have a lot of young people, myself included at times, that are solely focused on gathering the world's attention that we lose our God-given identity Mm. in our social media identities. Because I think so many people, I mean, we talked about stunt doubling before right. in our in our conversations yep. with Dr. Glenn, our marriage counselor. But I think that so many people are stunt doubling all the time without even leaving the convenience of their couch. Right. Because of what they post online is oh, not totally. really them. Totally. It's a life that they are hoping to portray uh, in an attempt to gather the world's attention to meet an internal need that is broken. Yeah, and I think that is one of my, you know, concerns about Absolutely. social media. Like, Absolutely. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've rolled up on, you know, a girl that, you know, yep. goes to our church or mm-hmm. is in my community or is, you know, just somebody I know through social media and not. I'm not 10 minutes before service. They post this like beautiful picture about their lives or their job or their finances or, you know, what God's doing or their marriage or their kids. And then they come to me, you know, 10 minutes, you know, into service crying, Mm -hmm. you know, just completely heartbroken about their life situation. And I'm like, hold on. Didn't you just. You, you know. just posted on social media that everything was good. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that must be exhausting. It has to be. You know, it's exhausting to feel the pressure because they're not doing it because they like somebody's twisting their arm to post that. No. You know, they're doing it because of a sense of pressure or feeling grateful for maybe that one thing in their life or, you know, I don't know, but maybe stunt doubling. And yeah. they are to exhausted. Meet needs. Yeah. To meet real needs. Because every like you know, feels is a temporary need met Yeah, when you're starving, you know? Oh, totally. And I think there's even been some research done. I don't want to misquote, but um, I think I was listening to Simon Sinek uh, or Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. You guys check it out. It's a a short uh, speech that he gave on millennials and social media and, um, that when we get a notification on our phone, what happens in our brain is like, I think it's like dopamine, it's it's uh, adrenaline, it's excitement. It's not unlike doing drugs. 
So it wow. So it's it's addicting. It's very very addicting. We we have to respond. We have to look. We have to see who liked my photo. Who commented on my on my right, page? Right, right, right. You know, I got to see an update. How many likes did I get? How many likes? Uh, how many views on that video? Like we're obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. obsessed. And biologically, we're we're obsessed. Like right. We, we've gone beyond right. the realm of simply being, uh, you know. Yeah, I prefer to spend my time. Right, on social we've been media. like programmed at this point. Yeah, biologically. And biologically, we we we're feeding that need. Right. Uh, because it, it makes us feel better, and right. it, and it makes us it helps us to escape from the reality of 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 our pain in real life, and and so that 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 helps to make that happen uh, through social media. So would you feel like for you that's a pitfall that you notice about social media as people escaping maybe like the pain of their everyday lives in, you know, in social media? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I do think that that's the case. And in some ways, it's not entirely unhealthy to get a break from life and go on social media and surf the web or look at Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or watch YouTube videos. There's entertainment there. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. We all entertain ourselves in our own way. And for most of us today, it's social media. For Americans, I heard a stat the other day that we spend about 50% of our waking hours looking at our phone. <laughs> and so, In like a week? Every day. 50 percent? Like fifty percent of our time is spent like on looking at the phone. That is embarrassing. To I, me. I don't know if that's true. I could have just pulled that <laughs> that out of the air, but you know. But either way, I mean, it's a it's a lot of time. time. <laughs> we know it's a lot of time. I mean, there's no way that it's not a lot of time. Oh but you, goodness. if even if you're working eight hours a day, you know, you got to think you still have another nine, ten hours a day. And, you know, what are you doing when you're not being forced to not look at your phone? Right. You know, I mean, you're working, but you can't wait to look at your phone. Right. And you wonder how many comments you got on that picture you just posted. And then as soon as you take your lunch break, you eat while you look at the phone. Right. You drive. For some of us looking at our phone, we got Waze up or we got Apple Maps up. Hopefully you're not, you know, scrolling through Instagram while you're in traffic. But what are you doing on your commute home? Right. You're using your phone. What are you doing right. as soon as you get home? You're using your phone. You're looking up recipes. You're listening to a podcast. Um, you may be watching TV, but here's the thing. Even when you're watching TV, what do you got in your hand? Phone. And, and every time a commercial comes on, what are you doing? Phone. You're looking at your phone. Unless you got Hulu, the really expensive one. I mean, man, we just subscribed to the more expensive one, which we need to unsubscribe to. <laughs> and we still got commercials. Yeah, there's still like 90 seconds of commercials. I'm like, what <laughs> who is, is this? this? Travesty. Who, who did this? Hulu. Offensive. Repent. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. But yeah, I think that's where, you know, there can be just the tangle of life. You know, if you're, maybe a better put, if my, you know, if my day or if my life right. feels out of alignment, then mm -hmm. I tend to want to bring peace, safety, security, you know, or even just like, a sense of right. justice back into my life through social right. media. You know, I'll write something on Twitter or I'll see something on Pinterest. I'll try to DIY something, make me feel better. Or, you right. know what I mean? Like all of those things. And I, I think I'm coming to a place of real uh, understanding that although social media is, you know, great, there are pitfalls to avoid. 
But once you have addressed and avoided those pitfalls, or at least acknowledged the pitfalls, then you right. can actually have a safe, decent, and you know productive relationship with social media. Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, and and that's a that's a tough balance to maintain. And even just going back to the whole idea of popularity, you know, this is something Gary V said, which we talked about him earlier is that fame is the ultimate arbitrage of of our society and and uh, if you don't know what arbitrage means i think it's essentially the currency right uh, if you will and so fame is the ultimate currency of our society and yep. and so while while that kind of sucks it is what it is i mean right. we're we we can't change that exactly um I mean, to some extent, there's there's efforts that we may undergo to help people to uh, to change personal behavior. We're pastoring, we're discipling people, but at the end of the day, our culture is the culture, right. and we are not only ministering um, to the culture; we're ministering in the culture. Exactly. And so, acknowledging and understanding that, hey, this is the current state of the internet, right? Then, rather than pitch stones in the direction of the satanic iphone right oh no we cannot spend too much time on our iphone um i more so look at it as an opportunity exactly you know we understand look this is this is the way that it goes and uh you know i i have a lot of conversations with pastoral friends of mine about this topic and i was hanging out with jonathan martin mm. uh when he was here yeah and we, we went to starbucks and we were on our way to the church and he was speaking for us that day and i asked him about this i was like hey how do you feel about social media followers on social media? You know, should we care about how many followers we have on social media? And uh, he said, yes, we should care. And I said, oh, interesting. Because, you know, you would think that 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 the spiritual response is, oh, no, we shouldn't care. No, it doesn't matter who care. cares. And he says, yes, he said we should care. And um, I said, why do you, th why, you know, why do you say that? And he said, well, as a pastor, as a leader, uh, you should care. And the reason is because influencers, the people who are influencers online, they are discipling your people more often than you are unless you are able to also influence them online. So for a pastor, for a leader, and even to some extent for a discipler, I think it's important that you at least be cognizant. You at exactly. least be dialed in enough to understand that people are on their phones all the time and if you're not communicating truth and love and joy and blessing and the gospel then someone else is communicating something that right. they will consume and i think it's just an opportunity for christ to shine absolutely you know we have creators we have people who are artistic you know create art create beauty yeah infuse it into social media yes. put it put it out there on your platform and so as I talked to Jonathan about that, you know, he was just saying, like, influencers are, are discipling the culture. Yeah. And to some extent, we need to be aware of the fact that, you know, that that's that's like what's happening yeah. right now. And so it's it's not that we get our value out of our followers, uh, but it's that we add value to yep. our followers. Exactly. If you got three people, five people, ten people, twelve people following you, if you got twelve hundred or twelve thousand it's not it's not all about how many people that you can get to follow you. Exactly. But as as a discipler, it's about how many people that you can get to follow Christ and not how can those followers add value to your inner life. Yeah. But how can you add value to their inner life?
I think that's beautiful. Which brings me to one point. Yes. Post from your purpose. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you like that? I love that. Post from your purpose. That's so easy for me. That's it. Because I have kids. Post from your purpose. <laughs> you know, what is your purpose? And in that sense, you know, I understand that sometimes some of us, we're going to have a problem, but we're going to put a praise report on social media, right? right? We're going to be right. in pain, but we're going to give God a praise. Exactly. And and there's nothing wrong with that. It's I think authenticity is is a, is is a probably the most emerging value I see in our generation. Yeah. You know, authenticity is super yeah. important to us. Vulnerability. Um, vulnerability is super important to us. Um, but also at the same time, like even when you're in pain, you can still give God praise. Absolutely. And, and that can be absolutely authentic. It can be authentic. And you can put that out there. It's not that you're pretending no, never. you know, it's not that you're faking it. It's just that you acknowledge that he has, you know, something more exactly. than what you're experiencing. Exactly. Post from your purpose. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Post from your purpose. And I think that'll, that'll, that'll always steer you in the right direction. You let your purpose be your compass on social media. And you, and, and you remember also have fun. Yeah. Um, share beauty, create, share art. And and document as well, you know, yeah. let people in on your real life. Yep. Um, I think one of the things that we mentioned of possibly closing up with is if there's somebody listening out there that's like, man, I really want to grow my platform. Yeah. Could we give you permission to do that? Yeah. Because I know that for some, it's like it's not spiritual to want to grow my audience online. Right. Well, that depends on your motivation. Absolutely. You know, if if your whole motive to grow your audience online is to meet needs in your heart where you're broken. I'm not saying don't pursue growing your audience, but get some inner healing first, mm. you know, because uh, there's nothing wrong in my mind. Uh, if you want to be an influencer, then influence. If you want to create and you want a lot of people to see your art, then grow your audience. If you got something to say, you're going to need a platform to speak from. And so go for it. You know, I think that you have the opportunity through social media to have the impact that you feel that you've been promised in your generation. If that's something you have a passion for, you're burning for that, you want to influence a lot of people, then build your platform. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with building your platform, but why you build your platform is what matters. I think that's amazing. So go for it. Yep. So I have a final question. All right. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, you're not. Well, uh, you're so much better at the whole social media thing for like, and just your process with it. I think has been more I've expensive. Had, I, I've had a, a, a crazy process yeah. with it. And maybe I should share that before you ask this question. Yes, please do. I mean, actually. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I've struggled with the very same thing that I'm sure that most of you have struggled with, which is deriving my value from my audience online. Right. I mean, right now, as it stands, I think I have like 5,000 followers on Instagram. And I can't tell you guys how often I've pulled that up and looked at my follower count and thought, man, I'm not as valuable as somebody who has a K right. behind their follower count. Yep. And I, man, what would it be like, you know, to have these this many followers? I must not be as good as that other person. And, you know, I've, I've fought that and I've wrestled with that and I've recognized that I cannot repent 
of my desire to be seen. Right. And I and when I look at what it really is, I think it's that. It's it's a desire to be known. It's a desire uh, to know and to be known. Mm-hmm. It's a de- it's a it's a desire to be seen. It's a desire to be valued. And when you take that to Jesus and you sit with him in regards to this topic, you're able to recognize that he sees you, that he gives you value, that he knows you, that you are truly known by the God that created you. And then that alleviates so much of that anxiety and so much of that expectation. And you're not going to Instagram for value, but you're going to the cross. That's why you can say this is probably more of an inner healing journey for some people. Totally. And I think a lot of people need inner healing in regards to how they've interacted with social media. I think for some for some people have experienced real trauma. Some people probably have and rejection. Rejection. All of those things that you know I bet there's real PTSD. (laughs) Like honestly, I'm not even joking, man. I know probably so from like interaction. Well, here's the thing, guys, and I would love for you guys to keep me accountable for this, is that I actually want to write a book on the popularity gospel. Yeah. We now know that the prosperity gospel is a doctrine of demons. Right. The popularity gospel is just as ridiculous. Yeah. And honestly, it's rooted in justice. Mm. This is interesting. So I've done some research on this, and there's something called rankism. Mm. Rankism. And it's an up-and-coming concept there's a few researchers that have written some books on the topic i haven't read them yet they're in my amazon wish list but um you know rankism is not unlike racism right it's not hating somebody for the color of their skin it's hating somebody for their rank in society right their measure of influence right their measure of fame right their measure of perceived significance right on the basis of their rank in culture Mm. and that's what i see happening on social media yep is you know there's there's a ton of racism out there but there's also a ton of rankism where we are literally devaluing people because they have less followers than us right we base who we want to connect with on who has how many followers and you're just never going to be able to walk the path of christ when you're walking the path of rankism Amen. Because Jesus was very clear about that. Hey, if somebody comes in that's rich, you don't give them a front seat over the homeless person who comes in who's poor. Rankism. Jesus dealt with rankism. Right. So I would like to write a book about this because I think it's I think it's something I've struggled with greatly, and I think it's something that our generation has struggled with greatly. Well, let me be the first to encourage you. You should do that. I would like to. Well, I think that all of our listeners would love that, and I would love to read that book as well. Well, thank you, sweetheart. Well, back to my final question. Oh, Before yes. we wrap up, who are your favorite people to follow on social media? On Who's my favorite people yeah, to follow on one, social media? Yeah, just one, two, a couple, five. Man, y'all, I'm, I mean, I hate that we, because we're on the topic of social media. I mean, I follow Gary Vee on Instagram. Yeah. I do watch him some on YouTube. Um, you know, that's, that's right now because I feel like there's a lot of strategies that he's, um, dishing out that are relevant yeah. to our season. Um, he's one, uh, Stephen Furtick. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Stephen, I follow him. I enjoy his quotes. Yeah. He's, he's great. I've learned a lot from him. Um, so I, I've enjoyed following them. Uh, T.D. Jakes. Yeah. I enjoy following him on social media. 
I love his preaching clips, and I watch him a lot on YouTube. I really enjoy that. Um, And also, man, shout out to our new friend Shabazz Larkin. I enjoy following him on Instagram. He's got some really cool uh, stuff. We'll, we'll link these in the show yeah, notes. But absolutely. Yeah, man, those are some those are some uh, fun people that I've been following recently. What about you? Who do you like to follow? Um, let's see. On Twitter, I, I kind of have like a small. Um, I I only follow a few people on Twitter. Um, probably my favorite person to follow on Twitter right now is um, Brian Zond. I enjoy reading his tweets um he says things that i don't yet feel that i am mature enough (laughs) or have been on the journey of ministry long enough to communicate with such um you know love and Mm -hmm. articulation um on i I don't watch a ton of youtube but when i watch youtube i it's always usually bethel music so yeah i'm 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 an avid Mm -hmm. bethel music watcher um we have the subscription too, so we watch uh, full, full. Uh, I Bethel know, TV. Yeah, on I Bethel. Um, on Instagram, I probably Amber Lewis from Amber Interiors. That's my that's yep. my fave. Yeah. Um, but my my second fave is easily our good friend Angela Allen. I love following her on Instagram. She is one of my favorite artists of all time, and she posts some incredibly inspirational. Uh, you know, just pictures of her art but just yep. her inspiration in general it's very like black and white and it's I gorgeous it. so i always find a lot Angela's of inspiration from her and from her her stuff online on instagram and particularly so those are my favorites right now i like that yeah well guys as we're closing up today we just want to say post from your purpose and keep moving if you need inner healing get that <laughs> Because the world needs your voice. Absolutely. And the world needs your face on social media. You have something to contribute. You have something to contribute to culture. And you have change to affect and create. So until next week, we want to say thank you so much for checking us out. Episode 24 on social media if you enjoyed it and there's somebody you think that it could bless please don't hesitate go ahead and copy that link and send it over to them now let them know uh, that you would like for them to listen to it and you can always leave us a rating and a review on the podcast itunes store that helps our podcast become uh, open to new listeners and uh, that way we can reach a greater audience ourselves so god bless you guys big time Um, We love you and we thank you uh, for hanging out with us. You want to say anything, Allison? No. All right. Well, we love you. (laughs) Have a good day, guys.